Hello to all of our fundamentalists. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite brown babes breaking down taboos and dissecting Desi culture across the diaspora. I'm Mehek. And I'm Faiza. And you are tuning in to the finale of season four. Wow, wow, wow. Which we've been talking about for a really long time. I know. What's the rapper siren sound? Yeah. Um, We've been talking about this for a really long time and like the world just kept imploding and it just didn't want to do this. You know what I mean? It just didn't feel. didn't feel right. Especially, yeah. especially this episode, right? Because it's really like peppy and fun, and then yeah, like, ask me anything. <laughs> the world is on fire. Yeah, yeah. And about yeah. Our and you know, let's not get it twisted. It's still on fire. Yeah. Um, but period. Yes. I mean, like I have nothing to say to fill period. in that sense. Like it is what it is. Um, you kind of have to. You got to yeah. live your life, right? At some point. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So. This is our AMA. So, yeah, this is – we started this last season, and we actually ended up having a lot more fun with it than we thought yeah. we would. And I think you all, unless you were lying, enjoyed it as well. So we thought it'd be fun to do it again. Um, so we've been asking for questions. We've got some interesting ones. And we're going to just kick it off. Yeah. Faiza, I'm going to throw one to you first. Okay. Um, one of the questions we got from a lovely listener was how to tell potential partners you've frozen your eggs. So we got to, we got the privilege of watching Fiza in real time, make the decision to freeze her eggs, forget to follow up on it, then be held to account for it by a femme listener, and then have a guest of one of our really awesome episodes mm-hmm. Uh, help you through the process so that's like it's been a heavy season for you girl yeah that was a beautiful summary of exactly my egg freezing journey (laughs) um thank you and then yeah and then I decided to share it all on Instagram which I didn't anticipate getting the reaction that I did at all uh it was great about like the the how much it would resonate with other people but so this is a really interesting question because some of you may know I started uh dating again very recently um and the egg freezing thing is interesting because I just think of it as like a smart thing to do if you have the means to and uh you're interested in it it's kind of like why not um it did come up on one of my dates it did I forget I'm trying to remember what number was the date two it was Okay. Yeah, second date. Um, and it was because I felt comfortable sharing this, for sharing it okay. with this person. It wasn't like I was like, yeah. oh, just so you know, it was it came <laughs> up organically. Uh, yeah. And I, fe- and I think that's kind of what I would say is there's no reason to bring it up unless you feel like you can. Um, and in in the in context so the the person that I was the person I was on a date with is is also in his 30s and we were talking about just generally children not anything like do you it wasn't like a like a in-depth how many kids do you want yeah it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't like a bio data situation um but I had mentioned I was again I actually just froze my eggs 
like a couple months ago and he was actually very interested in the process um and wanted to know like what what do you do and what does that mean and how does that work and so kind of like very give him a very general overview of like how it all goes down but he just seemed like interested in it he just thought it was like a cool thing that you can do for your for yourself um that's good so i i would say it really depends on what type of dating you're you're embarking on for me i um this is this is the first time I'm dating after like four plus years. And I have also, I'm a, I'm a recovering serial monogamous. So this is very much me just trying to figure out who I am after all these years outside of a relationship. What are my likes? What are my dislikes? So it's kind of a selfish pursuit in that I'm, I'm dating myself essentially. So I'm not putting too much stock in these conversations on, and I'm letting it kind of pan out however it's panning out. But I think if you're getting if you're going in with the intention of getting serious with somebody, which I know a lot of people our age and especially in the Desi culture, you kind of like are dating to get married. Um, that's definitely a conversation you should have at some point. I think it really is dependent on how open um, the other person is in that conversation. I don't think it's anything shameful. I don't think it's anything you need to hide. Your potential partner should know this. Um, I, and that was, I think, my me being a little bit naive when I was sharing the egg freezing process because I had such a supportive network that were like, yeah, this is amazing. Do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it wasn't until I started sharing it where I got I got a couple of comments about like, oh, why, though? Why are you sharing it? Do you, you know, do you need to? And I was like, why, well, why not? I would have loved to see this content myself when I was deciding whether or yeah. not to do it or just like going through it myself. Um, you know, it's so funny when this question came across, I think it came into our uh, DMs, um, the pessimist people hater in me surfaced. And I was like, why is this even a concern? Because like you, my immediate thought is nothing shameful. Um, it's something you've done for yourself to yeah. give you and your body options um and the only way again pessimist people hating mech and envision this coming up in a conversation is if it's somebody in their 30s dating a guy who's concerned about his partner's ability to have kids and then you kind of have to say the oh no don't worry i got it covered because i froze my eggs which to me is just like, like why do you owe anybody that um, but I like your more reasonable, balanced response of if it's somebody you're serious with, they deserve to know. But um, yeah, you don't have to share that information. I, I don't see if you don't want to. Yeah, and I, I don't see any. I don't see any reason why in this world, in this society. It should be something you feel like you have to think about how to broach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've been on like. Like, do you worry about telling people you had your arms lasered? Like, no, it's something you could afford. You did for your body to yeah. give yourself the option of not having to sit through painful wax sessions. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I fully agree. I, I think I've had, uh, you know, I've had a number of first dates. It, this is the only one or, I've, I, you know, whatever it is. How I, many I've, numbers, Faisa? I've, I've had more dates in the past. How out there are you? Oh, I'm out here. Uh, I've had more first dates in this one month since I started dating than I've had in my entire life. 
Um, wow. So it's kind of, okay, I don't want to say I'm treating it like a game. It's not a game. It's a little bit like a game, (laughs) but I'm also just enjoying it. I'm still enjoying it, which is why I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, why not? Why not meet this person for a drink or like dinner or whatever it is? But um, again, it hasn't come up in any of my other conversations with anybody else. It was just that this was like hour three or four into the second date that was going really well. I felt comfortable with this person enough to share it. He seemed very open-minded and he was, and he was very curious about it and it came up yeah. naturally and organically. Am I going to be sharing it with everybody on my second date with them? No, probably right. not. Um, right. But right. Or is it something you feel like you have to disclose? No. No. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like you don't need to tell people your business unless it's of relevance to them. In that it is a potential exactly partner. Exactly right. And who exactly you know, right? If you're thinking about having kids, then you probably want to have that conversation. Just I would yeah. I would think it alleviates concerns because you're it's yeah. insurance. It's all about having options. That's why you freeze your eggs. Right. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. You don't owe anybody nothing. I love it. I love until it. you kind of do. I love it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, next question: mm-hmm. What was your favorite episode this season? Oof. Honestly, I think this is my favorite season so far. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I agree. I feel like yeah, we I just agree. kind of figured out each our- subset was so dope. I, yeah. Exactly. So I feel like I have a favorite episode in each subset. Um, actually, I don't know. They're all so – we did a really good job. So good. We did a really good job this season. Um, I'm really yeah. proud of us, and I feel like we figured it out after all these years of, like, what we should be yeah. doing, like, you know, the doing the, like, deep dives into certain topics and all of that. Um, yeah. I yeah. think the most fun episode was definitely Usman. Mm. Um who I think is our the last episode right before this was Osman, yeah, um, and he he's um, a, a gay man, Muslim Pakistani, came out to his parents and is just kind of like very on Eid, on Eid this really beautiful kind of I don't want to say tragic, but kind of tragic story. But he he's just mm. like such a fun um person to talk to and also very honest and transparent about it all which i think is hard to find especially in the desi community when you're talking about lgbtq issues uh and we just learned a lot i think just that series of episodes i learned a lot i feel like it was a real education and then i think the most surprising guest i think was our very first one zoran mamdani i really wasn't sure what to expect from him oh god Love. And then I fell in love, love with him. Love Samson. Still. Yeah. Like uh I, I still leave comments on his posts about hit me up when you come to Albany. <laughs> yeah. So he he, he was great. I think I was just it made me um especially because that was right after the insurrection, right? So mm. and it just made me much more hopeful about the state of politics if people like him can run for office and actually win. Um also just a moment standing ovation for Zoran like one of the few who doesn't talk the talk just to get elected like he has been holding New York State's feet to the fire since he got into office so one time for that guy yeah for real really doing amazing things and I've been following him pretty Um, closely because he's my state assembly mm -hmm. rep and that was my concern is like you know there are a lot of people who can Mm. who use these left progressive talking points to get votes and then don't really do i mean we're seeing it right now with our current administration mm. 
But to see mm. him actually go to Albany and and fight for people's right for X Y Z and hold Cuomo accountable yeah. and all of that is really awesome. Yeah, really yeah. Awesome. yeah. Scream from door to door about Palestine mm-hmm. when very few were doing it. Yeah. Um, all fantastic guests. I think when I think back on the season, the two episodes that really, really stand out in my mind are the one with Hina about egg freezing from Kind Body um, and the one with uh, Gina, Gina Ali, the queer therapist from California. So Hina's episode was incredible to me because I grew up with Hina and to see her find her professional niche that is so empowering for women um, and that she's so like effortlessly amazing at like her ability to break down that uh, not only in our episode but even in your consultations and your journey with her um, I left knowing so much more about my body than I had and as embarrassing as that is, it was, I don't know, it was really emotional to see somebody like you've known for all these years, for decades in that light, doing something that's so legitimately, tangibly beneficial to women and doing it so well and with such empathy and with such grace, um, which obviously um, reproductive health and education needs more of. So that was a big standout episode for me. I definitely remember crying at the end of that episode. Um, The other big standout episode to me was Gina. Again, like talk about empathy, grace, conviction, knowledge. Felt dumb as hell in that episode. They had not a singularly uh, beneficial comment to add to the conversation, but she was just she was poised. She was confident. Um, she had, you could tell she had really devoted her energy to thinking about the nuances. And it wasn't just like, oh my God, South Asian culture or Islam is so repressive to sexuality and story, right? It's so homophobic and story. There was so much nuance. There was so much depth, um, so many shades of gray in how she thought about it, how she approached it. And it was like a very, it was definitely one of the heavier conversations we've had, not just this season, but I think over the course of the podcast, but it was so enlightening. I really loved it. Yeah. I I mean, obviously I didn't want to say the, the henna episode because that's kind of <laughs> low hanging fruit. Obviously that was my favorite episode because I, I completely, completely agree. And I am not often impressed with people and she impressed the shit out of me just how how she was on the podcast like she was tenfold that during the consultation during the whole process just like so fucking helpful so knowledgeable and I completely agree like know so much more about my body I was actually um out with a couple friends last night and and uh, the friend that I was with she had asked about the egg freezing thing she was like what you know how does it work and so I was able to explain it to her and we're and I was like it is crazy that people get pregnant because of how many things need to go right in order for that to happen and uh, you just take you don't even know what's happening in your own body because no one's ever taught us what's actually happening um 
but having that understanding makes me appreciate my body so much more. And I would not have had that understanding or appreciation had it not been for Hina, for sure. And this whole process, this whole like crazy journey in itself. And I would not have done that had it not been for that episode, for sure. And just like the sincerity and empathy that oozes out of her, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's so ludicrous that I, as an almost 37-year-old mother of two, didn't know this information, but not for a second did she make me feel ashamed yeah. for not knowing it, yeah. you know? It was just, she really, she's in the perfect field, oh, and I'm absolutely. so glad that she's somebody like, like her is in that, that field. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, yeah. is like, especially yeah. when you're talking about such intimate personal things, right? Mm. My my usually if I'm talking to like a desi doctor or this you know some desi medical profession I'm kind of like oh, I don't know if I want to share this information with them but it was never a thought that crossed my mind because of how yeah. just empathetic and kind she was yeah. Um, about yeah. the whole process no judgment no shame it made me feel like no I should I'm here to help you I'm here stop. to help you and I need to know this information like don't yeah. worry about it and that was lovely yeah. that was really great yeah. Yeah. Yay, Hina. Yay, yeah. Central Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Next one. On. Oh, I guess this is a good one, actually. How has um both of our journeys been starting this again? Because we did take like a hiatus of a, a couple years, if you want to call it that. More like we just stopped recording and then stopped. the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, no, we need something. Um, so I'm gonna let you answer that first. How has your journey been starting this? Again? Yeah, I mean, I think what you said rings really true. I think this was definitely my favorite season. I think we really found our groove. It's easy. I mean, I think we'd been pretty good about sticking to a schedule before like everything with Palestine blew up and I was so depressed I couldn't get out of bed. Um, but you know, it's easy during those off weeks to feel like, you know, this is a lot of work. Is it even worth it? But I feel like every time we've recorded an episode this season, we both have left just feeling so grateful for the people we've been able to meet and speak to. And then just so excited for these conversations. And, you know, it sounds so corny, but even if it resonates with two people, you know what I mean? Um, Like, if not for this podcast, you may not have frozen your eggs. That's crazy absolutely yeah that's crazy yeah um so that's that's how I'm feeling that I still don't get me wrong it is definitely a lot of work and you know with full-time jobs lives pandemic all of that it gets to be difficult to manage it and juggle it and give it the attention it merits um but I think for sure every time we record we both walk away just feeling really energized and hopeful um and that's great that's the whole point yeah no I fully agree I so you know how you talked about being a fake extrovert and so I feel that way too like they're we're technically we're ambiverts so we have extroverted tendencies but we need time to recharge so I mean how many times have we texted each other right before recording an episode being like I don't I'm not up to this I don't feel good I hope they cancel all that shit and then afterwards we're like super hyped or after or (laughs) after an episode being like thanks for carrying me I was a little tired (laughs) yeah yeah and I think that's kind of it it is a lot of work it you in in order to kind of 
produce the content that we're looking to produce, you have to be very thoughtful. You have to like plan ahead. You know, there's, there are a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that we're both trying to make happen as we're juggling all of this, all of like our actual lives. Um, but every time I'm like, Ugh, we have a great guest. Every time I'm like, are people even listening? I have somebody reach out to be like, oh, I finally got a chance to listen to such and such episode that was really good. Or when every time I've asked people like, yeah, you know, I have this podcast and we've been doing it for a while and I don't know. And they're like, just keep going, keep going. Like literally everybody I've talked to who's who knows something about this industry, this world is just like, just keep going. It doesn't matter what the listeners are, that they'll they'll find you, they'll come, just keep putting out good content, content you're proud of. And I have to say like the last, even the last, the season before, Last two seasons, like very so proud, proud of what yeah. we've been able. Took to us a couple of years to grow up, but yeah. really proud. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't listen to episodes before last season. Just so cringe. You guys so might wake up one day and find them all deleted. Oh, I yeah. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the next. I'm going to ask myself this question. Mm. Um, about how we found our house. Oh, yes, please. So, mm-hmm. shameless plug, um, please go follow at our 1890 Um, My husband and I purchased an old Victorian home that was built in 1890 that sits right on Washington Park in Albany. Um, Washington Park was designed by the same landscape architect who designed Central Park in New York City. So that's like... That's how you know you made it. You know what I mean? Big city architect designs your uh, city park. Um, we The house was built in 1890 as a single family home, actually by a woman. She was a widow. She was an entrepreneur. She designed and built the home. Uh, lived in it for a couple of years. A few other families lived in it. One, um, uh, the Hamilton's descendant lived in it as well. Then it was purchased by SUNY Albany in, I think, like 1910, 1915, used as a dorm for 80 boys uh, for 60 years. I hope they had it fumigated after. Disgusting. Uh, law firm bought it in the 1980s, and we purchased it from the law firm. So when we bought the home, it was commercial use. Um, so we had to renovate it back to single family. Um, we It went on the market. My husband's in real estate, so he's like constantly just absorbed in real estate. Um, so it went on the market. We went to go see it the next day, and it was kind of like a ha ha ha, whatever. And then it went to auction, and we got it for a steal, uh, which is the only way it made sense because we had to put in so much money uh, to renovate it back to single family. So that's how we found it. Um, and so I created an account about a year ago, just because we were in the middle of the pandemic, nobody could come visit, wanted to show friends and family kind of where we were at. Um, we moved in when I was 38 weeks pregnant, which I do not recommend for anybody uh, to do. It is not fun, not enjoyable. Um, and I'd say when we moved in, the house was like functional Um, but nowhere near complete. Like for example, our kitchen island was delivered and installed at the same exact time we pulled up with our moving trucks. Like that's how incomplete we, I didn't have a kitchen backsplash for months. I still don't have effing shower doors. 
in my bathroom or the downstairs bathroom. So it's definitely a work in progress, but um, as any old homeowner will tell you, you are never done. Um, so that's the story of the house. So follow along. I am really bad at creating content. Luckily, no, this house so kind of created for itself. No, I've been, I've been like, I really adore. just wanted some affirmation from you. Yes. No, it's <laughs> honestly, Faisa, like I look at, sometimes I just look around at the house and I'm like, there's so much I could do with this, but I just don't have the brain cells and I don't have the time to do it. Um, but I'm getting there. Yeah, and honestly, so that's the story of the house. It's in it's an incredible like fully fully recommend following the account. I grew up in a house that was built in 1903, so Mm. what is that Elizabethan Victorian era? It's a Mm. it was a Mm. beautiful Mm. house, all of that stuff. Really enjoyed living there um, for a while, and so I I understand like the maintenance that goes into an old house like that. How much renovation? How much? Just like there's a lot to do with it. My hex house is my house from then on steroids like it is insane um it's and it's just yeah. if you if you're a lover of like old houses like i grew up watching what is it what was that thing on on the show on pbs whatever it was where they renovate old houses things this that, old it, home this old home right yeah uh, this old house this held house bob villa yeah all yeah. of that if you like antiques or just like home projects just watching people do crazy beautiful shit with their homes this is the account for you i think you guys have done such a stunning job i'm always so impressed by your taste and your like attention to detail and the fact that you've gotten as much done as you have i know you probably don't feel like you have you've done so much work in a very short amount of time and you've i you know i was there just in january i'm sure you've done a lot more since then but you know i felt like very at home beautiful house just it was lovely yeah thank you thank you no that's really kind um I will say yes we've done a lot of work but also like the way some of these old houses were built you couldn't you couldn't possibly recreate it now so things like like I'm sitting in my bedroom right now looking at the ceiling looking at the moldings even if we wanted to we couldn't build this Houses right aren't now. Built like so that a lot anymore. of it is just right and this is all plaster right it's not even wood so a lot of the real beauty of the home is original to the home it's funny because um my parents are elderly my dad is going on year 6 of dialysis and so they've now gotten to the point where it's just it's not safe for them to live by themselves anymore so we're having them move up to Albany. They're selling their place in Jersey. They're moving up to Albany and we're building two in-law apartments behind our house for my parents and for my in-laws who will also, if and when um, the time comes and they're not able to live by themselves, will be living with us. And just last week, another older home came onto the market in Albany. It was built I think 1895, but the great thing was it already had um, a fully new construction, renovated, upgraded in-law apartment in the back. So we were like, let's go check it out. That may be an easy turnkey move, right? Where we don't even have to worry about building this thing in the back. And we went in and it just, 
the grandeur of our home, again, something we had nothing to do with, like the hallways, the ceilings, the moldings, I've just never seen a house like it. So that's why anytime anybody asks me about the house, I say we just got really lucky because the truth is we did. Yes, we put in a lot of work making it functional for our family um, and just making it kind of modern for 2021. But the real stunningness of the home is original to it and we had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, the craftsmanship in houses of that it's period wild. of time is in it's wild it is otherworldly irreplicable is that a word yes Uh, i'm gonna say it is for the purposes of this podcast it sounded really sounded really bad saying it um yeah for sure for sure yeah so that's our house story at eight our 1890 contique come through yeah um next question you want to ask me one should i ask myself one yeah yeah. Uh, what can people expect from the next season? A lot. <laughs> what can they expect? I'm looking at you. Um, I think the same kind of format, which is we're going to do these, continue doing these deep dives. We're going to pick three or four topics and do these deep dives yeah. per episode um, with varying perspectives. Uh, um, and... I know there was a question about, uh, you know, are we going to talk more about if we're going to talk about um, dating. dating in the South Asian community? And that's actually one of the topics that we want to revisit because so much has changed since the first time we did it in earlier seasons. Um, and I just want to say, since you got such a good response to your live, I think your IG live with the egg freezing shots, I think you should do an IG live on a date. On a date? I think people would really tune in and be down. On an actual I date? Hear these, I want to hear these awkward egg freezing conversations. Uh, you know, that was, a lo- that was the nice thing about it. It wasn't awkward or else I wouldn't have had it. If I felt like this was going to be an yeah. uncomfortable conversation, I would not have had it. Yeah. Um, I had yeah. a friend ask me, like I had a, a date that was kind of a dud um, recently. And she was like, did you still have fun? And I was like, I was fun. So anytime I go into... <laughs> I'm the best. I'm Others incredibly charismatic and charming. I don't know what <laughs> he was doing there. Um, but the the f- few dates that I've had where I'm like, okay, this is kind of not – the vibe isn't there. I've just – I'd rather be home watching Virgin River. You know what it is? I won't even let myself get there. What I'll do is I'm here. I'm going to enjoy myself. And if mm. that means I'm going to entertain myself, that's what I'm going to do. So literally just started just entertaining myself, like saying whatever I want to say, making jokes, however I want to, you know, like just not caring really about, not that I don't care about the other person. I'm not like being an asshole to them, but I'm also just like, okay, you know what? How do I want to deal with this situation? I want to entertain myself. Okay. Let's just entertain ourselves and let's, let's have mm. fun with this. Um, and that's probably why I'm still like excited about it. And kind of like, oh, this is yeah. this is actually a really good experience. No and expectations. I've a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it's really – the whole point of this is to put myself out of my comfort zone. So if I'm in a situation where I'm like, I'm not getting much out of this or this is kind of getting awkward, like, all right, how do we pivot? How do we make sure this isn't like a complete waste of a night? Um, yeah. Even like when I got like kind of catfished, uh, when I came home – I don't know this story. Uh, it, <laughs> I just feel – I feel bad. They, you know how there's always like a margin of error with photos. Like either you look 
yeah. a little, you don't look a little worse. You look a little better. You, my goal is always to look like my photos, right? Um, this person did not look like, I was like, okay, this is you, but this is a much, much better version of you. And also you kind of lied about your yeah. height, which is just like, stop doing Face that. tuned. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was you. just like, I was like, literally as soon as they showed up, I was like, oh crap. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's, you know, they're not, they weren't ugly by any means or unattractive. They just not, were not what their pictures were. And right away I was like, okay, I'm not really interested anymore. Um, I was like, we're here now. We had good banter over text. So I figured the conversation would be good. The conversation was fine. Uh, Again, got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to entertain myself and I'm just going to have fun with it and like talk to him like I would a friend. And um, at the end of the night, I was, I was annoyed. Like I ran pretty much like power walked away from him. (laughs) And when I got home, I like shame ate Popeye's chicken. Like I ordered it on the way home, but it was also just like a fun, funny story to tell after the fact. Right. Like it was, I, and even during that conversation, I was like, I cannot wait to tell people about this and like text my friends and be an asshole about like my cat. I can't date. wait to talk about this on the season finale of my podcast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we will be getting into South Asian dating. I think we want to make sure that we're again thoughtful in our approach to it. I think we want to have uh include perspectives that you don't really hear from when it comes to dating in the South Asian community. Um and so I think we can look forward to that. I think there are other uh, topics heck, you and I have thrown around that we want to delve into, um, some heavier topics, things like that. So you can expect some really good shit next season. Yeah. Yeah. And to piggyback off that, um, one of the questions we got was, how can I join your bad bitch crew? First of all, always taking ex- applications. Yes, please. Um, secondly, there's nothing, nothing, nothing we enjoy more than getting feedback, uh, content, anything. Anybody who says anything to us about the podcast, like, I love it. I know Faiza loves it. Good or bad. We've gotten some super weird comments and like we have to kind of figure out, like they make us think, right? Yeah. Um, but so to that end, if anybody has any suggestions, things you guys want to hear, uh, things you want us to focus on, like we are so open. Like Faiza said, we have a couple ideas. I know we want to do a subset on motherhood. We want to do a subset on dating. Um, but all of that's open to change. And so if there's anything you want to hear or things you think we should cover, hit us up, man. Be a co-bad bitch. We're here for it. Yeah. You can um, start by listening to the podcast and following us on Instagram at the Femdement. Yes. And sharing with your friends. <laughs> and sharing with your friends. I do have this one question that I want to, I want us both to answer really. Um Okay. If you have, if you nervous? feel like you have something, you you can, I'm sure you have some perspective on this, but advice on how to let go of the trauma from past relationships, which is like a, a heavy this is one. So, but it's a heavy one. It's also really funny because I, at least once a week, I text my best friend that I had a dream about one of my exes. And they're not like romantic dreams. They're not like, oh my God, I'm running away with you. But it's just like, it's so bizarre that these people live in your subconscious. Cause I'm very much like, if you're my ex, like 
that's it. You are not in my life anymore. Uh, I also have had pretty shitty breaks up, breakups, so I think that informs it. Um, but so I, I say that to say I clearly have no idea how to let go of trauma from past relationships because I end up just dreaming about them. So back to you, Fiza. Um, therapy, first and foremost. Yeah. Therapy. And I will say therapy is just like any other service. You have to shop around. Your first therapist is probably not going to be the best one or the right fit. So yeah. like I would say if you're looking for a therapist in general, make sure you get a couple of consultations going and see who you like best. Um, don't just go for the first person you find because you have to find the right fit. I've had uh, the therapist I'm working with now is fucking amazing. I'm so lucky to have found her right before the pandemic started and we've done amazing work together. The therapist I had before that was a complete fucking dud and I wasted a bunch of money on her for over a year. I her one at one point tell me, I forget why you're here sometimes because you present so calmly. And I'm like, that's exactly why I'm fucking here is because everything's under the surface and I need help. Let me do for your job for you, yeah, lady. Literally, Let me what tell am I you why I'm paying here? you all this money for. Okay, so that's first thing is 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 therapy. I think the second thing is um, really giving yourself the time to heal. I think especially with South Asian women, any kind of patriarchal society where a woman's worth is so tied to like her relationship to men, there is this uh, undercurrent of like urgency when it comes to finding a partner, right? And I, 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 I felt that especially after my last breakup because it was like four years of my life, and then it's you know I've had people tell me, okay, what's your plan? What, what you know, do you want to meet those, or are you gonna, you know, like how are you? You got to start doing this. Or even when I was doing the egg freezing thing, my mom was like why can't you just be normal and get married and have kids? And so you have to let all of that go in order to, f and give yourself the time to heal from past relationships, whether they're traumatic or not, because you have baggage, you have things you need to resolve. Oftentimes you don't get closure from your relationships. You have to give yourself closure and that requires time. So you don't get st stuck in a pattern. And that's what was happening to me is that I wasn't giving myself time to heal from past relationships and was just jumping into the next one. And then uh, these patterns kept emerging and I kept reliving certain traumas or projecting onto my partner or getting into situations that I know weren't really right for me, but like didn't know how to extricate myself from them. So I, that's why I'm grateful for the pandemic in a lot of ways is that it gave me the time to actually sit still and do the work. I'm still doing the work, to be honest, but get to a place where I'm at now where I can go into dating casually and have like a, I think like a pretty good positive experience or outlook on it, despite being catfished and whatever it is, you know, like I'm, I'm still like, all right, this is still a good exercise for me. And I'm still able to put myself out of my comfort zone and not feel like I'm going to get stuck in in that same cycle and establish boundaries and make sure I'm maintaining them and looking at things as like this is a really good way for me to practice the things that I've been wanting to to put into into place for myself so I would say really take the time to give yourself time to heal um having a support network if you're still a little hesitant around therapy Having a good support network is key. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with friends and family, if you can talk to your family, that will allow you to vent and explore your feelings without judgment or shame. I've, I've been very lucky in my life where I may not have been very good at choosing partners, but I've been very good at choosing friends. And so I've, 
Um, I didn't utilize them in the way that I should have when I was in the throes of like the worst parts of my relationship. But towards the end, when I started opening up, I realized like how lucky I actually am that I had people who are very, very supportive. I didn't get a lot of like, oh, well, why didn't, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you, you know, like, what about this? Or, you know, like it was kind of like, okay, let's get through this. I'm here to listen. Yeah. I'm here to listen, support you. As long as you're making good choices, like they're on board. And, and you also need people not who aren't just like signing boards, but people who can give you advice that you actually trust. Um, so I would say, yes, you, you, there are, Uh, ways to make sure that you are processing you have to you know in order to get over your feelings you have to go through them you can't just like ignore them them. or um, repress them because it's all going to come back eventually in in awful ways so I would say if you therapy first and foremost if not therapy then make sure you have a really good supportive network if you can't find that then dm me and I'll help you out because I've had a lot of trauma, not just from relationships, but from life. <laughs> and so, Biza Shireen, life coach, yes. life and relationship coach. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm be, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm. It, you might feel like I'm being mean, but it's all it's all real. Um, and so I would say those are the key things. It's just like making sure that you're giving yourself time to heal, that you have good supportive, you have a good supportive network, and that you're you're able to get a or you 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 are open to therapy because i think that's everybody could everybody everybody could use therapy i love that i think those are all super actionable items yeah um i will check back in with you and let you know if i'm still dreaming about my exes yeah i still do i still do and in the same way kind of like they're just there and i'm like why why i'm over you why on a Wednesday morning? Why on a Wednesday morning? Well, your brain, your this? dreams are like even people you think you have you haven't ever seen before. They're people you have actually seen. So it might just be that your brain's like just running low. My brain's like when I get some yeah get some characters. That's what my brain's saying. That's what my brain's saying. Um, so I think that's it. We had an amazing season. We are so excited for season. Five, which is crazy. Season five. Um, we will. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna enjoy our summer and pray to God it's not destroyed by the Delta variant. Um, but we will be back uh, later this summer, early fall. TBD. Let's stay say fall. tuned. Let's say fall. Not like quite us, sure. Give ourselves Let's some grace. Fall. Give ourselves some grace. We're gonna say fall. Yeah, we'll be back maybe Indian summer or after that. Um, but in the meantime, you can check us out on Instagram at The Fundamentalist for the latest episodes, behind the scenes, and more. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.